Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. So we have had a lot of fun in May on the Get Ready for the Future show talking about financial lessons we can learn from Star Wars and from Mom. Today, a topic that may not sound like as much fun, spring cleaning. More specifically, spring cleaning your finances. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. But we're going to make it fun. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, right? Spring cleaning, we're at the end of spring, and we're headed towards summer. So if you haven't done your spring cleaning, I guess you're running out of time to make it seasonal. But it is kind of the time of year where everybody takes, a, I guess, assessment of the conditions of the rooms in their homes, the outdoors of their homes, just are they tidied up? Are they clean? And we're going to talk about that as it relates to your finances today. Welcome into another Get Ready for the Future show all across the state of Arkansas. My name is Scott Inman, and to my right is John Shrewsbury. To his right, Janet Walker. And to my left is Chad Roller. Welcome, one and all. I have to say that when you started talking about this, I got this image of you with a Molly Maid apron on. <laughs> How did that happen? I just No. I, well, I just, I just wanted yeah. to encourage everyone out there, at all the rain we've gotten over the last couple of months here, I think we probably get a second shot at this spring cleaning here soon, hopefully. If it was outdoor-related, surely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard to get out and do much, and, and it's been hard for me. You know, And as I was thinking about this show, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what's helped spark our uh, – our our interest in this theme with this uh, Netflix show that we've been we've been uh, engaged in watching here recently but i from my personal perspective i was thinking about well where are where are the areas of my home that i would consider the most cluttered or or the dirtiest and and it's two things it's the rooms i go in the least which that's an issue in itself because I talk about that all the time with my wife. We built this home, and I'm like, we have rooms we don't go in very yeah, often. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A, that, that means I have too much space. Maybe yeah. I need the downsize. But it's the room you don't go in, you don't look at, you don't experience. Or it's the room like maybe my garage that I go through every day, but it is so filthy that you don't even know where to start. And it's a pass-through. It's yes. not like you live in that space. It's yes. just a pass-through. And you yeah. don't want to mess with it. My garage is getting that way. We've been in our house four years, and it's beginning to get a little cluttered. And I, I looked at it the other day and went, hmm, I probably ought to spend some time out here. And then it rained, and I was like, nah, I don't think so. Well, I, we're, we're packing up to make a move here soon. And so we have definitely been doing <laughs> some spring. I have come – I have this whole spring cleaning over the last – I say nine years now that we're doing all at once making this move. So. Okay, so here's the rule, Chad. You get a box and you put it in the middle of the room and you pick up an item and you say, has anybody used this in the last 120 days? And if the answer is no, then chunk it. Get rid of it. You yep. don't need it. Yep. If you hadn't used it in the last 120 days, you don't need it. Well, I don't get what it is with the kids' toys, though. You know, they haven't played with it in at least – you know, since the Christmas before last, but then you get every try to you start going through it, and then all of a sudden they want to play with you, everything. They can't yes. be a part of it. They cannot be a part of. No, you've got to send them to like Chuck E. Cheese or something. It's like that. just like we talk about with money. That's an emotional decision versus yeah. a logical decision. You know, so you could do it that way, or you could do it the way Marie Kondo does it. Marie Kondo. Yeah, this is a new this is a new one for us. But hey, uh, uh, is that Kondo like in condominium? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's no. anywhere near that. In fact, okay. but Ginger Young, who's a producer of our show, one of the producers of the content of our show, kind of gave us this idea on how to spark joy in your retirement. She tells us about this Netflix series called tidying up with Marie Kondo. I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with it, but we had to get familiar with it. Yeah, I got to say, of all four of us on the show, we had never watched the show, and I felt like as the female of the group, because this is definitely a chick show, it's yeah. it's not a dude show, I felt like I had to take one for the team and go and, and watch this, and I did, and while I would would disagree with her thoughts on, on several things, uh, living in the South as I do, um, there are... Uh, 
other things that you, you just got to look at the end result. The end result is she goes through and helps people make decisions and, and clear out a lot of crap. And mm-hmm. it is one thing at a time. You make a decision and you move forward. This is a cool, chic version of Hoarders, right? think so uh, yeah they, they i don't know that like, i would say chic but yes but you yeah. know it's like they don't these folks are just messy they're not mentally unstable. oh no no there's some there's oh, some mentally unstable yeah people. okay I just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're a little overwhelmed and i think that's her her uh idea is to come in and start uh you know to use the old uh talking about how do you eat an elephant yeah janet yeah you know one, one bite at a time one bite at yeah. a time it's these these people are all just caught up in life and she comes in and just brings a total outside total free spirited approach to okay let's just take a breath and let's just take one piece at a time and let's go through it and then at the end like you said the end result is is usually positive well, and, and I got to say, y'all were talking about garages and everything. I got to brag on my husband for a minute. With all this rain that we've had, you know, it hasn't been too hot or too cold. And so he, a few weeks ago, he just opened up the garage doors on one of those pouring rain days, and he cleaned out everything, reorganized it. It took him actually a few days, but he, again, it's about paying attention to every item yeah. for, for a few moments making a decision about everything and that's what we want to look at with your your finances to take the time to tidy up your finances and there frankly are a lot of things that we ignore on a regular basis that's what this whole show is about Mm -hmm. you know they Mm -hmm. just walk past the piles of crap so to speak and don't pay any attention to it but at some point they've had enough and they go okay now's the time to tidy up well you know the key to this thing is uh, in her show and in what we do as pardon me, financial advisors, is you have this injection of objectivity. Yes. You know, that you're not emotionally tied to that uh, leaf blower that hasn't worked in five years, you know, and you're going to get it fixed one day, and, and you might you as well just get it go, fixed yet. That's right. Toss it. Toss it in the back of the truck and get it out of here. The same thing goes with, you know, cleaning out your house and cleaning out the kids' toys and, and all of that. It is really about having that objective, unemotional uh, decision making injected into your right. decision making, uh, so you can make a clear move about where you want to go. And you know, Janet mentioned every item in this uh, it has a role, and I think you, it's twofold on what to do with that item. Do you need to chunk it because it's not really valuable to you anymore uh, from a financial perspective? The other part of it is what's its role. What what yeah, do you, what you yeah. have may not be fulfilling the purpose that you have for it, and and I think that comes from an investment perspective. It comes from planning. It comes from uh, what are the uh, the defined details on the account, like beneficiaries. We're going to talk about that. It also has to do with income uh, because I think that's a really big topic we're going to discuss today. Is as we've talked about it many times on this show that how often people come in uh, and the mindset is how much money do I need to retire. The focus is on the pile of assets at the right. end of the road. It's not on income. And we're going to really talk a lot about that today uh, as well. But it can really be detrimental to you, both the physical mess of your house that needs spring cleaning and your finances that need uh, spring cleaning. Relationship strain can be a part of this, especially among spouses. If you don't have everything in order on both on both sides, there's even studies out there that say depression and isolation can come. Uh, you could also find yourself in more debt than you want to be in if you don't really follow the budget and 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 have a plan for retirement. And even health problems can oh, come yeah, from, from the stress and anxiety. Yeah, and absolutely. Of, and speaking of retirement, let's think about it this way. If you are five to ten years out from retirement, now is the time to start the spring cleaning, getting oh, yeah. things ready for that retirement event. It's not the day before you retire. Now, can we deal with it the day before you retire? <laughs> we have. We have and we do. <laughs> but it's not the optimal thing to do. You've got to have some forethought about this. The same way that you'd have forethought about your finances, you got to have forethought about your retirement date. Yeah. If you're five to 10 years out from retirement, that's not spring. That's a little closer to fall, I yes. would say. So yeah. spring cleaning, and it could be fall cleaning as you get close to a retirement. Hey, we're just getting started. Spring cleaning your finances. The theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show. And we're back with more right after this. Don't touch that dial. Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. 
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Oh, I guess the one word that you've heard most when it comes to finances and the markets over the last week or so has been China. It's all about the trade war, the saber rattling that continues to go on between President Trump and the Chinese government over slapping new tariffs on it. And it disturbed the markets, John. There's no question about it. Uh, on Monday of this week, the worst one-day sell-off this year since January 3rd. Yeah, and when you think about the fact that uh, way back in the 30s, uh, a lot of economists uh, attribute the depression to the smacking on of the Smoot-Hawley tariffs, mm-hmm. just a little bit of history, yeah. economic history there. It, it does cause some concern, but here's the deal. We believe, and LPL Research believes, that this whole uh, rattling of China and all All of the talk is really a bit overblown. Uh, We don't think that this pullback that we are in the midst of right now is anything but your normal 6 to 10% pullback in the market. We don't think that this is really going to start a recession or, or lead to a protracted downturn. Now, of course, we could be wrong without question uh, that, you know, this is all kind of speculation to some degree. But as John Lynch, the chief market strategist for LPL, our chief investment strategist for LPL Financial, uh, basically says that that he has looked at, at what's going on and does not feel like that we are in for a recession because of this. And a lot of this is, is gamesmanship, as we've discussed mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. that President Trump loves to play in situations like this. Yeah, you can question the con- continuing gamesmanship and how long it has lasted but certainly that we do expect to it be for it to be resolved at some point but it is good to to offer this perspective too when you think about John where we've been I mean the, the lows of 2018 around uh, Christmas Eve and we're now just about four percent four and a half percent off of all-time highs that were reached at the end of April. And if you remember, one of the things that that boosted the market was the speculation that things were going to be great with China. So what China gives, China kind of can take away to some extent. But but here's the thing that I think you need to pay attention to. You know, a couple of months ago, we said that there was going to be some weakness in the U.S. market. As a matter of fact, here at GenWealth, we made some rotation of some investments because we anticipated some weakness in the U.S. market. And now we're beginning to see that weakness, and a lot of people are rattled by that, but some people who are really more intelligent about it say this might be an opportunity. This might be an opportunity to take some money off the sideline and get in at a lower price. Now, where that lower price is exactly, we don't know, but again, we're thinking about this being maybe a 5 to 10% pullback in the market, and so pick your spot, but you're certainly going to be buying in lower than you were at the end of April. Well, things may have changed in the banter, the narrative about trade wars with China, but the thing that really haven't changed since before this pullback are the fundamentals. And that the fundamentals are GDP growth are still is still looking good. Yep. Uh, LPL Research is telling us about 2.5%, and the Federal Reserve is still being very accommodative. Absolutely. And the big thing is, as we love to say on the fastest four minutes in investing and here at GenWealth Financial Advisors, the big thing is earnings. And the earnings season is still looking pretty solid for the second quarter. Uh, some of those earnings are coming in at the their expected level. Some of them are coming in higher. So again, Scott, at the end of the day, after all the noise has died down, what really matters is whether companies are making money or not. And as long as earnings stay strong, we think that that's going to be good. Now, one thing that I will say, earnings are not going to grow as fast in 2019 as they did in 2018. We were up over 20% in earnings growth in 2018. We're expecting low single digits in 2019, but it is still growth. That's it for the Fastest Four. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. 
got questions, we've got answers. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the GenWealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We're going to have to do a little math in this second segment. We've got this nice new timer uh, in our <laughs> recording room that, uh, that Casey and Sean have put in here for us, and I'm still getting used to how to operate it. So I was a few seconds behind there. John, you noticed that. I don't know I if did. anybody else did. And now, now all of our listeners do. Fumble with remote over there. Hey, you know yeah. what that means, though? If we go by that clock the full time, people get a few seconds more. They get ready for the future show. Well, It'll be okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm all for that. As we talk about spring cleaning your finances today, hey, we mentioned in the first segment, about the fun we've been having in May. We had a May the 4th Be With You episode where we talked about uh, financial lessons from Star Wars and we learned that John's not very nice. And (laughs) if you want to know what I mean by that, you can go back and check out our podcast. Uh, Just look for us on iTunes or Stitcher. The buses are circling the GenWealth parking lot, and John's just being thrown under each one as they go by today. Well, you know, it it just was it was it was hurtful. I mean, in many ways to me, it like damaged my childhood memories in some ways. Um, And then last week we just kicked John off the show entirely, or almost entirely. We had a great interview with Rachel Cruz uh, with Ramsey Solutions. You're welcome, Dave Ramsey's uh, daughter, to talk about uh, financial uh, tips there from mom on Mother's Day. We had three Gen Wealth moms around the table. So be sure to check out those podcasts and any of our previous Get Ready for the Future shows as we talk about fun things in May. And maybe it's spring cleaning is not fun for you, but it is definitely important. And spring cleaning, your finances are important too. We've got a few to hit in this segment. And number one on our list is dust off your New Year's resolutions. Now, why would that be important? Well, we've done shows on New Year's resolutions before, and you know the stats. And I can't quote them for you right now, but you know how many New Year's resolutions fail within the first 30 to 60 days or whatever the study says. Most of them do. So how about revisit it? What what were some of the things you set if, if they were financial related? Were, were your budgeting goals what you set as uh, New Year's resolutions, this is the year you get on a budget, or this was the year that you planned for retirement and knew how much you needed to put back and save to get your retirement dreams uh, there or reach your retirement dreams. Have you been pursuing those goals? And if not, what's holding you back? So let me circle back to the Marie Kondo show, the the one that I watched the other day to check this show out. There's this couple that they had they had a pool table, but on top of that pool table, was evidence of their reason for being on the tidying up show. They had Christmas decorations two to three feet high stacked on top of the pool table and all the way around the room. Okay. So that pool table had not been used in years. Mm. So you've got to think about what was your purpose? You know, we're, t- we're talking about getting back to your New Year's resolutions. What was your purpose when you bought that pool table? Was it to store your Christmas decorations? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, mm-hmm. you know. So they go through this process and they, they get rid of or properly store all of the items that had been there. And at the end of the show, they're shown playing pool together and really enjoying the whole reason that they bought the pool table in the first place however many years ago. So think about this on the financial parallel. It takes some discipline to follow through on your financial resolutions, whatever they are. But at the end of those actions that you take through discipline, there's joy at the end of that. So whether it's fully funding an emergency fund, you know, whatever it is, Chad, there's joy at the end of that journey. Yeah, and a lot of people right now are planning summer vacations. Right. So, and you know, and, and in your budget, a lot of people put, you know, some vacation, some fun money in there. So think about if you would have st- stuck to your budget that you – you know, put into mm-hmm. play at your New Year's resolution, would you be in better shape right now to be able to enjoy that summer vacation? Or are you trying to make plans off of a busted budget because you didn't stick with it? Well, and we had uh, we had a couple that we met with recently where they were looking at their, their income. And I mean, one is already retired and one is about to retire. And while the income is sufficient, the repeated comment from one of the spouses was, man, I just, I feel restricted. I, I wish there was going to be more cash flow there than, than what there is. And again, it's above average cash flow for in the state of Arkansas, but here's the deal. 
we can't change that at that point. You know, we can't rewind the clock and give you 15 more years of disciplined contributions into your 401k. But if you're 15 years younger than this couple, now's your time. Stick to those resolutions. Let me talk about some some clutter that has remained around for years and years and years. And there's a, a, a quaint Southern term, and it's called meddling. You know what meddling is, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody knows what meddling is. Mm-hmm. You go from a conversation to meddling in somebody's business. So I'm going to meddle in somebody's business for just a second. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, you invested some money with a broker, and he put you in some mutual funds. And 15 years later, you got those same mutual funds. Yep. They're still sitting there. They may have been great mutual funds at the time, but now they're really, you don't really know how they're doing relative to anything else. There's been no management. There's been no taking care of it. There's been no rebalancing. You bought those mutual funds. You are held, you've held on to them. They probably have done okay, but have they done the best? It's probably okay that those Christmas decorations are on top of the pool table, but that's not the highest and best use of the pool table right. or the rec room. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you think about um, how many times have we had people come in and they've got allocations that have been in place, you know, for a decade or more, you know, hadn't been touched and they've just left them alone. But to think about, guys, what we've done recently in in one of the allocations that we have inside of Model Wealth Portfolio, which is something we use for quite a few of our pre-retirees and retiree clients, we've made a change across the board. And it's not to say that the the portfolio that we were using is bad, but it, it served its time and it served its purpose. And we've made a transition because we feel like there's a shift in where the market is going. And so, again, John, as you indicated, you know, if you've got the same stuff that you had 10 or 15 years ago in your portfolio, it might have been a fabulous choice at the time, but things have changed. So are you changing with the times? Well, and let's talk about the motivation or the lack thereof of that. You know, if if you bought some mutual funds from a broker way back when, he made the money on those mutual funds on the upfront and, and that was it. And there's really no incentive right. for him to go back and look at those, uh, to do anything with it or to change it. There's nothing in his future for for doing that. So you've got to look at, okay, do I have the right relationship here? Do I have a fiduciary relationship or do I have just a relationship where somebody sold me something that was okay back then, but may not fit my needs right now? I'm going to build on that too when we talk about, because the rest of this segment, we're going to really be talking about pre-retirees. If you're five to 10 years out from retirement and what John and Janet have been talking about certainly applies to you, but we're all for simplification here, but I think things can get oversimplified for us too and be detrimental, possibly. When you think about click it and forget it, where are a lot of people that we see come into our appointment rooms heavily invested in their 401ks? Those target date funds, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. because it's easy. I'm going to retire in 2020, boom, right. put it all in there. I'm going to retire in 2025, boom, put it all in there. And the question is, do you even know what that is? What What's going on inside of that? And is it going to be best for you when you reach retirement and need income rather than accumulation? And that's a big question as we talk about moving into retirement. That's number two on our list as far as what to do uh, to spring clean your finances, prune your budget for retirement. That's a key first step before the investment strategy is in place, guys. We've got to talk about what are you going to need in income, and, and it's good to start that before you actually retire. As part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, we send out a budget worksheet, and it's not something that you just have to adhere to with a, with a great deal of, of strictness as far as your retirement is concerned, but what you're wanting to do with that budget worksheet is to get a general idea of how much income you're going to need and how much income you're going to want. Now, obviously, we all want a lot of income, but you've got to work within the constraints of what you have to produce income. But you really do have to get a a fine line, Chad, on what those needs are, because those needs really are going to come around every month. You're going to have the same bills every month that you've got to to attend to. Right, because there's a reckoning day when it doesn't bounce. You know, we, we've seen that here locally, you know, with the city of Little Rock, you know, they're dealing with some 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 issues right now with the budgeting and, and getting that in line and getting that back on. Because, you know, without that balanced budget, 
there are going to be consequences. Right, exactly. And and you've got to think about balancing your retirement budget. And Janet, nowhere is that more critical than your essential expenses. It, it, absolutely. I mean, there are amounts that you have to have every single month. If you still have a house payment in retirement, you're going to have to make that house payment. you got to have a place to live. So you want to think about what are the expenses that you absolutely have to cover and be sure that you have that taken care of. And when you work through that, we call that required income. We call it the foundation of our retirement income house. And some of the things to consider there that may not be happening now, because most of that you can figure out in your pre-retirement years, right? You can figure out, am I going to have a mortgage payment to make in retirement? Am I going to have a car payment? Or is that going to be gone? And let's reduce my budget by that amount. We know our expenses to a large degree, but what about if you're thinking about retiring early? And, And I think we've had quite a lot of folks in recently here to our offices who are thinking about doing that. And early in this definition would be pre-65, which means pre-Medicare eligibility, right? So if you want to retire early, you can't forget to address the health insurance cost. How are you going to fill that? And I think that's a major question, John, that we get in our offices. Yeah. So if you're thinking about this early retirement thing and you're four, five, six, seven years away from actually having Medicare to access, you're going to be looking at, at Anywhere from thirteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month for you and your spouse for health insurance coverage. You've got to think about that as sort of a front end bubble, so to speak, on your income need because you've got to have that health insurance. You cannot go into your sixties without having that coverage to bridge you to social security. Yeah. Many times we will wind up planning to front load income um, just to take care of health insurance until Medicare kicks in. And then, you know, we can reduce that income because the expense need is not so high. Let's also talk about once Medicare kicks in, because what a lot of people uh, oftentimes look at on their social security statement is how much that, that monthly payment is going to be Mm -hmm. when, they draw social security Mm -hmm. but they also have to calculate that monthly payment down anywhere from 150 to 250 dollars a month depending on what your income is because the the premium for part b medicare it starts at about 150 dollars a month but it is uh tiered based on your income so if you had big income right before you retired you're actually going to pay more for your medicare in your first year of retirement as opposed to later in your retirement. Great example as a part of the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, we believe your retirement should be more than just investments and calculating those potential health care costs are part of that. We'll continue with our topic on today's show of spring cleaning your finances right after this. Your retirement should be more, more than just investments, more about you, and more Get Ready for the Future show. Stay tuned for more. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. If you'd like to learn more about the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, there is a GenWealth advisor ready to meet with you. We have offices all over central Arkansas, including West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, and we have one in South Arkansas as well in El Dorado and Northwest Louisiana in the shreveport Bossier area. If you'd like to set up a complimentary first appointment, you can call 501-653-7355. Again, that number is 501-653-7355. Five, five, or you can email us. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. That's our website also. You can go there and find all sorts of resources and find out why we believe your retirement should be more. You can also order a, a copy of John and Janet's book by that same title by going to retirementshouldbemore.com. All sorts of resources for you to get ready for retirement, especially if you're five to 10 years out. It is time to Take a good assessment of where your finances are, your budget, as we talked about in the last segment, uh, pruning that for retirement and taking an assessment of what health care costs may be in retirement, all part, part of building that income plan uh, for our clients here at GenWealth because you're moving from accumulation into distribution, as we call it. That's the retirement red zone, and the game is changing. So if you're there, we're talking about spring cleaning your finances today. And some of the ways you can do that is to toss out your debt before retirement. We touched on this a little bit, guys, in the last segment of 
analyzing income. Are you going to have a mortgage payment in retirement? Are you going to have auto loans in retirement? We certainly hope not. Everybody wants to go into retirement debt-free. That may or may not make sense when you start to analyze your income plan. And we're going to talk about what that means. That's the goal, right? We want we want our mortgage to be on schedule to be gone before we retire or at retirement. But how you choose to do that is really the, the topic that we need to talk, touch on here in this segment. Well, I think that uh, you've got to get rid of all the other debt before you get rid of the mortgage because yeah. uh, the other debt tends to be higher interest rate and, and it does really divert the the money that you could be putting toward that mortgage. And so if you think about snowballing, if you will, the payments on your debt to get down to having no consumer debt, now you've got all that freed up money that you can now plow into your mortgage and accelerate the payments on that mortgage. And so oftentimes what we do, I just did this just the other day with a client. We were working on a nine year time frame on his run up to retirement. He's got a, he's anticipating a mortgage payment that he's uh, switching houses. And so we were walking through different ways that we could actually accelerate the payment yeah. of that mortgage and time it out. So when he retires, he doesn't have a mortgage payment. I would say one of the keys to getting ready for retirement is to not add new debt. I can't tell you how many times we've had people walk in with, I just got a new car. And, you know, that's great if it didn't come with a payment. Um, but if it came with a payment, then now are we on track for the required income that we've been targeting or not? Um, and let me just say, you don't always have to have a car payment. Uh, you know, it, just be careful to, about the mindset that you're in about debt. You don't want to have to, you don't want to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses are broke <laughs> and they don't have the cash flow that they want to have freed up in retirement. So, uh, also on the mortgage, one of the things that we um, combat so frequently is people coming in and saying, hey, I, all we've got left is this mortgage and we want to take money out of our 401k to pay it off. Well, that's one conversation if, let's say, your balance is down to maybe $20,000. And let me say there's no, you know, there, I'm not saying if you got $20,000 on left on your mortgage, go pay it off. You need to meet with a financial advisor. I'm just giving you an example here. If you've got a, a $20,000 balance left, that's one conversation. If you've got a $100,000 balance left, that's a different conversation because you think about how much you're going to have to withdraw from your 401k in order to pay it off. And even if you're past 59 and a half, which most retirees are, even if you're past 59 and a half and you don't have that penalty, you still have to deal with taxes because most of you are not going to have that much money in the Roth portion of the 401k, if anything. So it's still taxable to you. It's probably going to put you in a higher tax bracket. You've got a lot of nuances that you just have to be aware of. And while ideally, this is where we need to separate the dream from reality. Ideally, yes, we would love for you to go into retirement without a mortgage payment. But we don't want you to give up, let's say, $150,000 of money in your 401k right. that could create an income for you on an ongoing basis in order to just get rid of the mortgage payment. Or even if you're cash flowing it in terms of that's how you're planning to accelerate the payments on your mortgage, it is worth a good hard look at if you are five to 10 years out of retirement to know that your contribution rates are going to get you to your yes. asset level that you need for your income plan to work. It yes. all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And the other aspect of this is imagine the taxation on that additional $150,000 or whatever Huge. that you take out of your 401k. That's why we really admonish people to not do that and to uh, pay the interest on the mortgage as opposed to paying the 20 or 25 or 30% taxes on that lump sum of money to come out to pay it off. All right, so next on our list of ways to spring clean your finances, sweep up your savings. What the heck does that mean? Well, reshuffling the deck on your assets, maybe. Does it need a good reshuffling? You can uh, you can make the money you've already saved work harder for you, potentially, if you know your options. We talked about those target date funds, and most of Americans' wealth, most of Arkansans' wealth are in qualified employer plans. But most people that we work with, and I'm sure that our listeners are the same, don't usually spend their entire work careers in one job? Have you left the job somewhere in your past? Have you left multiple jobs somewhere in your past? What have you done with those old 401ks? Are they still out there, as we say, orphaned? Do you have orphaned 401ks that have 
not had any attention to them. They're like that garage that yeah. you walk through. Maybe you catch that statement <laughs> and you just put it over in the corner and you don't do anything about it. You don't ever go in there. Maybe that's a great time to come in and meet with a Genwell Financial Advisor and talk about what are your options for your 401k. Now, we can talk about those options here as well. You basically have four if you've changed jobs, right? You can leave it where it is, which if I'm talking to you today about maybe that's what you've done, you can roll that into your new employer plan at your new place of employment. You could roll that to a an IRA or you could cash it out. Now, we would never advise cashing it out. There are all sorts of cons involved with that. There would be a rare occasion that that would be uh, the thing to do. But we can walk you through your options. We have, in fact, a great little educational pamphlet that we give all of our first-time clients on the pros and cons of all of those choices. Absolutely. And and on top of that, if you are 59 and a half and maybe you've worked at one place your entire career, or maybe you've just been there for a little while, but you probably have something called an in-service distribution option. So you can take your 401k assets and get them ready, align them from the investment objective standpoint with your plan for retirement. It really does give us an opportunity to implement the GenWealth Ready to Retire process in that five year window, maybe our six or seven year window before you get ready to retire. So let's talk about why the IRS allows you to do that. If it's allowed inside of your individual plan rules, which we can help you determine, then the whole reason that this has has been made possible is because in most cases, your investment choices inside of your 401k, 403b, TSP, etc., fill in your letters and numbers appropriately. The choices inside of your corporate retirement plan are typically very limited. And we know that as you prepare for those final years before retirement, the last five years or so before retirement, you don't have time for another 2008. Okay, but you don't have a whole lot of choices inside of the 401k. And so that's why the 59 and a half option is even out there is to give you the ability to say, if you want to do this, to roll this money to an IRA, it's not a taxable event. You continue contributing to your 401k on your very next paycheck, but you have the ability to roll it to the IRA, which opens up a world of investment choices to you. So it just makes sense to understand what those choices are. So one thing I would suggest, uh, whether you're 59 and a half or if you've changed jobs and you've got a 401k in your past somewhere, I would contact us and get a list of what those choices are, what you can do with your 401k. Scott, you want to give them the information on how to do that? Yeah, we've got a a phone number or an email address. The phone number is 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Or you can email us at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. I've actually had two uh, single ladies within a few years of retirement just coming through the office just in the last couple of weeks. And that in-service distribution, they had no idea existed. Because they came in wanting the planning. They came in knowing that those old 401ks were orphaned out there and they probably needed to consolidate them in some way and take a look at that. But when we started talking about them being, in both cases, 60 or 61 years old, and over 59 and a half and being eligible for an in-service distribution according to their plan rules, which most of the time they do. I have run across the occasion where they don't, but that was eye-opening to them. They had no yeah. idea that existed. I don't think, as you said, most people don't. So we can walk over your options uh, when it comes to that and begin to look at that. Okay, one more we're going to squeeze in in the two minutes we have in this segment. Freshen up your W-4. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because your W-4 dictates how much withholding you have on taxes. So let's think of it this way. If you've been getting a big refund at the, uh, you know, in April, let's say when you file your taxes, if that refund check's been coming in and it's it, it has a comma in it, then you're leaving a lot of money on the table with the IRS. You're giving the IRS, in fact, a interest-free loan for a year only for them to hand it back to you at zero interest. Why not instead, and here's the other question I would ask about that. What did you do with your last tax refund? 
crickets, right? It, it mm-hmm. got sucked up into some oblivion that yeah. might not have been in your best interest. Well, what if you accelerated debt with that? What if you took that, that tax refund and actually got it divided up and back on your paycheck? So if, let's say you got $1,200, you got an extra $100 a month on your paycheck. What could you do with that $100 a month? You could easily accelerate debt with the $100 a month. You could easily make an additional contribution to your 401k. Right. There's, there's a lot of good that could come from that money that's just kind of laying around. And if you freshen up your W-4, if you go in and say, look, I want to be able to break even on this. I don't want to have to pay any money, but I really don't want to have to to get a refund. Uh, That's how you actually free up that money to be able to do some of that type of uh, cleanup as far as your finances are concerned. We've got one more uh, segment coming up. In the next segment, we're going to talk about organizing your assets for use in retirement. We're going to kind of dig into the investment strategy part of this. We talked about that we build retirement income plans for our clients, and we talked about taking a look at your required income. What about your desired income, the fun, the discretionary income you'd like to have in retirement? How do we build a plan for that? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break as the Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. This ain't your mama's financial advice. Turn it up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Spring cleaning your finances. That's the theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show as we wind down spring and head into summer. Boy, summer just around the corner. Now, let me take just a second, too, to um, can I just say congratulations to my oldest? He's going to graduate. Yes, two, absolutely. Two days from now, we are very proud of Garrett, and uh, he's probably not listening to the show, but that's one of the things I need to do to make sure he uh, he sprinkles his finances along the way, right, and gets right. ready for retirement, is to start listening to the show. He's got a little extra time on his hands. Hey, uh, I, I am all about congratulating all of the graduates. Yeah. Uh, Abby uh, made it through college yeah. and, and uh, uh, took off on a, on a trip with her mom to, to Colorado to celebrate, and uh, that's that's uh, incredible relief from my oh, standpoint. Yeah. It's it's just amazing uh, to kind of see these, these young folks kind of take wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said made it through college. I mean, yes. I'm sure she cleared it by a little she bit. She cleared it. She college. did great. She did, yes. she did great. But, but it's yes. been a long, hard uh, struggle, not from an academic standpoint, but yeah. just uh, she's had some health issues and what have you. But uh, it's one of those things that uh, you just you're, you're waiting to get to the end. And, and when the end comes, it is really yeah. sweet. Yeah. She graduated from UCA. That's where Garrett's going to go. So they probably need to have a conversation. Right? Yes. <laughs> she can tell him what to avoid. All the Conway <laughs> campus there. That's it. So back to spring cleaning your finances. We're going to spend our last segment talking about a couple of things. Briefly, we're going to touch on clean up those beneficiary designations. And that that's one of the things that's certainly a spring cleanup uh, that needs to be done, uh, especially if you haven't done it in a long time, because we do know that things change over time. And, and that's one of the things we do in our annual review with clients is to take a look at who are your primary and contingent beneficiaries on all these accounts that you may have uh, and deciding if any changes need to be made. And Janet, you've got a story uh, that that really brings that to light and the importance yeah, of it. Yeah, our regular listeners may know this story as well as I do by this point, but uh, this is it's one that bears repeating. We had a couple who came in, and he had been a client of mine previously, and then when they married, and this was a second marriage, they came in together, and we were reviewing all types of things, including some old life insurance policies, and I was looking at one of them, and, and I was kind of confused about uh, some information that I was seeing on it. And so I asked a question about it. And it turns out that uh, his first wife, whom I had never known, uh, had the same first name as his second wife. And the person listed on the beneficiary line was the first wife, not the second. You can you can only imagine the tension that was in the room immediately when that discovery was made. And let me be clear, he didn't do it on purpose. Okay, I know that that type of thing happens from time to time. This was not at all intentional. So a review of your beneficiaries, don't assume, you know, just make sure that it's all taken care of. Yeah, this this estate planning to me is kind of like, you know, going back to the spring cleaning, you've got that closet or that corner or that something, that catch-all mm-hmm. that you know that it is going to be a project once you ever dive into it. 
But on the other side yes. of it, once you get through the cleaning process, the you know the the corrections, whatever it needs to be done, it's so much cleaner. It's so much better for the family. You have a clearer picture of what's going to happen. You feel like an accomplishment. And I've seen this so many times. You know, however old you are, if you're if you're young and you've just got small kids and you're just worried about where the kids are going to go if something happens to you and your spouse, or you know, if if you're worried about uh, what's going to happen with your life insurance policy at work or whatever it may be, there is there is a reason why there is a beneficiary designation yeah. and a reason why you've got to get that right because it is really, really messy if it doesn't ever get cleaned up. And Chad, that supersedes the will. A lot of people are like, well, I changed stuff in the will when I got divorced. Doesn't matter. Beneficiary line trumps the will. I, I want to make a solemn promise to our to our listeners on this whole beneficiary thing. If you feel like you, you really need it cleaned up, Come in and see us here at Gen Wealth, and I will assure you that Scott or Chad will not sing the Barney cleanup song to you when you start <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Although I know that song with three of them under the age of That's five right now. What I'm you know, when those toys I was talking about earlier, it's clean up, clean up. Yes. You know, everybody clean up. But and Scott okay, has now it's coming back to me. I, I, I didn't remember. He has one I, graduating from high school. Yeah, He's at a different a time point. But Barney was there back then. Yeah. Yes, there, he was. No question about it. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever been in the container store over there on? Uh, oh yeah, one time. My husband Daddy? loves that place I've just never once been in it. yeah i was in there once is it really wow. just all containers is yep. that primarily yeah, it pretty different, much different size no containers? i mean there's other stuff in there too i mean like i was watching an episode of shark tank recently and they were talking about wine glasses that they are selling in i mean it's a specialty type of glass but it's a container store item yeah that they sell okay well, so there, there's all kinds of neat things in there obviously that's kind of the culmination of your spring cleaning what you Throw out goes in the trash. Obviously, what you keep, you need some more. You need better organization for so that it doesn't pile up again. Putting things in clean uh, containers, storage bins to keep things tidy and know where to find your stuff later. Well, as we talk about this theme of spring cleaning your finances, we're using that analogy to dive in to how you should organize your assets for use in retirement. I I was uh, sitting with a, a couple back in the late fall, early winter, and we were talking, they were entering retirement. One was already retired, uh, and the other spouse was going to retire this year. And they had been taking some withdrawals from some of their investments. And when they... Uh, when it came time to take a withdrawal, they would call their financial advisor and say they would want they wanted a check, and their financial advisor asked them. They told me, "Well, where do you, what do you want to sell? <laughs> what do you want to sell to get income?" Okay, so that's clearly not an organizing in nifty storage bin situation. Shouldn't the financial advisor be telling you where we should sell our investments? Well, not if they don't have a strategy or a plan. Well, and it all goes back to, do you have a relationship with a true financial advisor or do you have a relationship with a broker? Because that question actually belies that relationship. It, yeah. it basically uncovers what that relationship actually is. When the broker says, what do you want to sell? He doesn't make recommendations. He basically is an order taker. A financial advisor has a fiduciary responsibility to make a recommendation to you about what you're doing with your finances. And that is the distinction that many, many investors just don't get. So let me draw the parallel between, you know, having uh, containers for different pieces of your retirement, if you will, and what's going on in the news right now. Um, this week in our appointments, we have had many people ask us, what about China? You know, what does that mean as far as my retirement money? What about China? What about China? What about China? A lot of those people who are asking are new to the ready to retire process. They don't have a full understanding of how that works yet. But let me tell you a story about a couple who came in. They, they have been working with me since before Gen Wealth was a company. Okay. So they've been with me for a long time. Um, but they've been retired and taking retirement income for about five years now. And if you're a client of GenWealth, you know that in most cases, depending on on some details in your plan, in most cases, about five years in, we plan to give you a raise in retirement. So he came in and he said, you know, 
everybody I talk to about about money and investing these days, they're they're talking about China and they're all worried about China. And I'm like, I'm not really worried about it. And and they brought in their notebook because they're fabulous people like that. They brought in their written plan that we've been referring back to all these years. And we opened it up to the page that shows their income. And we looked at, okay, we're five years in. So you're about to go from this amount of money per month to an increase to this amount of money per month. We're right on track with where we need to be and and that's not always the case you know i, I want to be very clear that just because you do the plan doesn't mean it's going to nail it at every increment where we look at it but in spite of what the last week has given us in spite of what the end of last year has given us their plan is still right on track at this point and and what we talked about is remember your containers of money, your buckets of money, as we like to say. This bucket that we've just finished did exactly what it was supposed to do. You've had this income for a five-year period. Now we're about to transition to the second bucket, and it has it has what we need to have in it to do the income over the next five years. And let's go ahead and look at that third bucket. It's right on track for where your plan says it needs to be. Now, Anything as far as an impact from China would hit beyond the third bucket. Okay, so anything that that Washington says, whatever, doesn't matter. It's going to hit beyond that third bucket, which is money that we still don't need for 10 years, which means China doesn't matter. Now, it matters to a lot of people. But because of the plan and the way this is put together for them, it doesn't. Because 10 years from now, it's not going to matter. Jan, uh, Janet, when you were saying, uh, he, a lot of people are just saying, China, what about China? What about China? I was reminded of Austin Evans' sister who was learning to ride a bike when she was young. Yes, and was, yes. uh, she was asking her dad, what about the tree down there? What about the tree? Don't focus on the tree. Just focus on riding in the road. Uh, but what about the tree? And she ran into the tree. Right. If you focus on China, then China's going to get you. Because what's going to happen is... Some piece of news is going to come out and you're going to react to it and you're going to react to it the wrong way and do the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason. And if you do that, then you're going to literally run into the tree with your finances because you made the wrong decision. We've been talking today about spring cleaning your finances, and we've really honed in on talking to folks who may be retiring soon. And by soon, we may mean the end of the year or five to 10 years away from retirement. What part of your uh, plan, if you have one, or if you don't get one, do you need to spruce up? Do you need to tidy up? Whether it's the investment strategy part, talking about the income side of things, building a retirement income plan by going through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process may be what you need to do. And that it can happen by taking the first step to reach out to us using our phone number or an email address. You can call us at 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Obviously, it's the weekend. You need to leave a voicemail or you can wait until uh, Monday and reach someone live or just email us. Info at getreadyforthefuture.com and we can begin to set up that first complimentary appointment for you. We have offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, and Northwest Louisiana. Hey, we're out of time. We hope you enjoy the rest of your May weekend. And we'll join you again next week on the Get Ready for the Future show. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll